She's doing math. She make it. Come on, you make a jump. What? Jump. There you go. Welcome <laughs> to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And we're back. Uh, this week. I mean, we're going to take next week off. Uh, spoiler alert, we won't be here next week because Laura and I are going on vacation. Yep. Uh, for, when, before we start recording, I was like, oh yeah, I won't be here. I'm like, yeah, neither will I because vacation. I won't be here because you guys aren't here. Yeah. I mean, we can yeah. get you a key if you like. But. Eh. There will be discussion. Yeah. Uh, so, we're here this week, though. Um, we're going to do things a little out of order than normal because our subject matter this time is going to be the movie Morbius. Yep. With spoilers. So, we're shoving the theme to the end of the podcast in case you don't want spoilers. Like, hey, I haven't seen it yet. And I want to see it. Maybe. Uh, so we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. Uh, and, you know, with our description, you might want to see it, you might not want to, who knows? Or you might have already seen it and said, we are correct. Or, man, Jared, you are wrong. Jared's Why never Jared? wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, we'll see what happens. So uh, we'll shove that to the end and move everything else forward. So we'll start out with books that came out this week. Books that came out Wednesday, March, or April. It is April now. April 6th. 2022. Is it the 6th? Yeah, it's Holy it. Holy crap, it is. According to my computer, it's the 6th and my phone. Wow. So, yeah, I know it's Wednesday. This last weekend was was a long weekend. Yeah. But it was a good but weekend. It was. Good it was. I had fun. Uh, but anyway, I will start off the books of the week with Marauders number one. Uh, Marauders just started again because Marvel. I, I don't have a good reason other than like, oh, Marvel's like, okay. The other one, the sales are going down, so we'll have new creative team, new storyline, uh, some some new cast members, some of the same, uh, but it does follow the basic pre- uh, premise that it is led by Kate Pride, where she is the captain of this ship, and they do stuff that normal X-Men can't do. It's their job to rescue people, because apparently the regular X-Men don't do that. They only just fight people, but don't kill people, because they need x for It's messy. Uh, but their job is to rescue mutants whenever they're in need. And this involves the Shi'ar Empire, and their their boat of sorts is now a spaceship, apparently, because they can not only sail the seas, but also fly through space. It's like an airship. Yeah, it's an airship, or an airless ship, because it's in space. Yes, both. Yeah, it's both, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it has them flying through space, getting ready to fight the Shi'ar, and it's... It's good. I'm glad that it's here. Uh, I'm glad they restarted it because I'll admit the previous series started really strong and then continuously went downhill from there. So it's a new beginning and you don't really need to read the previous series. If you want to jump in on this, you can just go with it as is and good to go. So that is Marauders number one is my first pick of the week. Jared, what's your first pick of the week? Uh, My first pick of the week was Batman 122. Uh, it's the second part of the Shadow War, which is um, <clears throat> basically going to be a war with the League of Assassins. Um, Deathstroke assassinates Ra's al Ghul in the last issue. Or Ra's al Ghul, Raish, depending on how you yeah. want to say Yeah, however you want to say it. Ra's, Ra's, whatever. Um, the leader of the League of Assassins. So uh, they're investigating what happened and going to try to track this down and find Talia and Deathstroke, who both got away. 
So don't know if they're really working together. I think they are. But uh, I kind of reread that last issue because I think I missed a couple things too. But uh, the follow-up story is really good. Uh, it's Deathstroke versus Batman Part 1. Um, it's basically somebody has put out a hit on Robin. This is a flashback. I'm guessing it's Dick Grayson Robin. And Batman basically uses Dick Grayson as bait to draw out the assassin who turns out to be Deathstroke. I mean, that's kind of standard MO for Robin. Yeah. For, like, <laughs> oh, Batman is the sneaky stealth guy, Robin is bright colors and the distraction. Right. And then they had a special sneak peek of Flashpoint Beyond Zero. So that was kind of cool. The art looks good in that. It's, yeah. I, well, and Flashpoint Beyond came out this week as well, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So if you read this issue, like, hey, what's this? It's already on the shelf. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, I'd check it out. I don't want to give any spoilers away, so. Well, that's Batman 122, right? Batman 122, yep. All right. Laura, what is a pick of yours for this week? I'm going to stick with Spider-Punk, because I think that's going to throw everyone off that you, I picked a Spider-Man book. You picked a Spider-Man <laughs> book? <laughs> yeah. How is that possible? Because there wasn't a whole lot else I wanted to read. You didn't um, have a whole lot of time either. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of time. And it it is new. Like, Cody Ziegler, although I've heard of him somewhere. I forget what else he's done. I should have Googled that sooner. But um, he sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure I've liked his other stuff. He's probably done a bunch of Spider-Verse stuff. This does spin out of the Spider-Verse. This was uh, one of the characters created for the millions and millions of different universes he's from earth 138 and this version of spider-man is hobie brown in this reality um it doesn't go in a lot to his um like origin not that any of them really did in spider-verse although i think that he did have one shot of his own that established him pretty well and that's why people were like oh i want more of this guy yeah i think this is the first series even though it's only a mini series that actually yeah. stars him too yeah yeah i'm pretty 100, well, I should say 99% on that. Um, they do refer to a lot of things that I didn't exactly remember. I didn't know if they were in Spider-Verse. Like, they say that he kind of caused a bunch of anarchy by decapitating Norman Osborn in in the, the past, to recent the best, past. To the best of my knowledge, we never saw that actually happen. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, I was, it. I was thinking that I would hope I'd remember that, but it, like... The Spider-Verse, there was so much going on. Like, it, it could have been a few panels and I just blocked it out. It's a thing I do. But yeah, this is a good jumping on point because it's a number one. It's world building. There's a lot of names. Like, I just started listing names and I was like, I'm not writing anything in my notes about the story. I'm just writing all these characters. But that's okay. It made me laugh because the the way they're portraying the villain, the main villain in this issue is Craven and the Hunters because everybody kind of has a band name because they're all punk and like Spider-Man's weapon of choice is an axe, but it's a guitar axe, you know, and he just swings it at people. And they, it gave me a lot of Hawkeye vibes because they kept pointing out that Craven is from Russia and he kept saying things kind of like the, the bro, uh, what was it, the right, sweat... The, Sweatpants, tracksuit um, mafia. Tracksuit mafia, yeah. That's it. I couldn't remember if they were Captain Sweatpants or tracksuit mafia, but it just, it gave me a lot of that vibe, which is making me laugh throughout it. And they've, they've decided Craven's working for someone else, but they will have to figure out who that is. He's too dumb to have this stuff, so yeah. he's gonna be, there's gonna be a third party involved here. 
Yeah, I forgot that part. Like he had all this, Craven had all this crazy tech. He wasn't just like a hunter, like using his skills, like trying to be, let's see, what is that movie? Like the the greatest hunt or something like that. The greatest game where they're actually hunting people. Oh, the and, world's most dangerous game. Yeah, something like that. That always makes me think of Craven. Like he's always going after the, the high alpha predator. And in this instance, he like got a whole bunch of extra tech to do that. And it's like... That's not usually your style, but this is a whole nother Earth 138, so yeah, I guess that's a style a there. Captain America version, whereas Captain mm-hmm. Anarchy, mm-hmm. a Iron Heart, but I think they don't they don't actually say her name other than yeah. Riri, which yep. I believe is Riri Williams, but yep. they don't say what her alter ego name is in this. Yeah, true. So well, yeah, of the all the names, there was a Paola, a Robbie, a Rick. They're not just laughing at me. The cat's doing crazy <laughs> stuff in the background. Knocked, o- knocked over the little Spider-Man sofa thing that she was climbing on. Sorry about yeah. that, folks. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Cats are cats. Yeah. But yeah, so I recommend Spider-Punk. I also recommend Inkblot for comic relief. Yep. So. The, both the comic book and the cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Inkblot, the comic, was not very funny. Well, I so, say that that's a comic okay. relief because it's a comic book. So it's a relief oh. with comics. Okay. Yep. So Good that, save. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. My other pick of the week is my actual pick of the week if you go to the store that has a tag on it. And that is The Ocean Will Take Us, uh, issue number one. It's not my normal jam. Like, I don't normally care for books like this. It definitely feels like a Boom Studios book or a Boom Box book, but it's by Aftershock Comics. Um, it is some weird swimming conspiracy where this kid moves in from Honolulu and it's like, oh, I was state champion there and I, I'll be a surefire, you know, you know, leader on the swim team, blah, blah, blah. And there's some weird tentacle stuff that happens in the water. Um, I don't know what it is and they, they definitely don't explain it. I don't know what it is because A, that might be a spoiler and B, they don't actually say what it is in this issue. Yeah. I think that's the point. That's the mystery. But I, they do a good job of setting up the, okay, this is a new kid at the school. So there's this other character that is giving background. Like, oh, you know, you don't mess with this gang. The, there's the jocks, the nerds, the hippies. Like hippies? Like, yeah, we're in California. They're still hippies. This is like the only place in the country there may be hippies. But we have that group too. And it was just it was a fun, uh, I don't know, fun introduction for this world. And I think it's a cool mystery to see what's going on with this. And I really like the end of the issue where it has newspaper clippings, like from the actual, from that comic book world of, oh, this kid went missing. Oh, the swim team does this and whole bunch of stuff that like, it's extra flavor text for the world. And I always, I'm always a sucker whenever books do that. I know I talked about man eaters before how that would do the same thing. And it's just cool to see bonus in world stuff. Um, and this is a pretty light read. I read it pretty fast. Like, oh, this is done already. Huh. I mean, I'm not sad by it, but because a decent amount of stuff happened in it, and there's, there is some, uh, I don't know, there's some suspicious drug use that goes on in, in it too, and it's like, what is up with that? Because I don't, I'm not familiar with whatever would be this performance enhancing drug that they're using. So, but I don't know. It was interesting. It was pretty unique. The art was not bad. It was kind of cartoony, but. Yeah, I got a kick out of Wolverine being the swim team captain. Or not the captain, but the coach. <laughs> uh, like a mixture of Wolverine and Sabretooth. Because yeah. the blonde hair is what made me think of Sabretooth. 
And yeah, it was, I like how the tryouts for the swim team, normally you do like, all right, you go to the pool, blah, blah. Like, no, no, anyone can swim in the pool. We're doing real swimming. So we're swimming in the ocean because we have to fight against the water. It's a battleground. Like, all right, dude, like chill out. It's a school competition, but whatever. But I don't Coach know. Logan doesn't chill. Yeah. But it was interesting. It was interesting. I was intrigued. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's, good, it's definitely worth checking out if you want to try something different. So that's The Ocean Will Take Us number one. Jared, what else is your pick of the week? Uh, Devil's Reign, six of six. This is the uh, conclusion to this whole story arc where Wilson Fisk has been mayor and basically outlawing all the vigilantes, trying to arrest them and the vigilantes fall back and using purple man to yep. brainwash everybody yep so this is a in the last issue we find out that uh fisk breaks into uh matt murdoch's place and thinks he kills matt murdoch ends up you know killing his brother instead so so matt, matt murdoch matt, matt does is not, not take happy that, yeah he does not take that well no he is not happy at all um we finally get some of the big players in this. Iron Man shows up, which I don't think I've seen him. Was he in last issue? Uh, I think he might have been. He may have been. Yeah. Now that I say that, yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four are out of prison. They're, they they show up. free yep. and everything. That's the big fight. That yeah. Realistically, we don't really see much of the big fight. It's, no, it's very it's, contained. Well, not contained, but the, the story is contained to focus on one aspect of right. it. Right. It's like, oh, here's a panel of them fighting, them throwing a fit. Like, where'd he go? And that's yeah. it. Which I'm okay with. You don't need yeah. to see them fighting because that's not where the story is. No. Uh, Luke Cage is phenomenal in this. I thought he, his character was just great dealing with uh, the purple kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Everything about this issue was a great way to wrap this up and see where we're going to go next. And... I'm excited to see the new Daredevil series that spins out of this. I will probably read the first, at least first volume of that because, because of this. Yeah, right? same here. And I am behind on the previous Daredevil series. Right. So I need to go back and read all those and trade as well. Yeah, because... I want to catch up on those because this really, really was good. It's by Chip Zdarsky, I believe, is the writer. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Did... I don't want to give spoilers since it's the last issue and it just came out today. But, but... the trade and hardcover will probably be out in about a month or so. Yeah. So, definitely, when that comes out, folks, keep that in your mind and check it out. Yeah, this thing was really good. That whole series was good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new Daredevil, Daredevil series. Same here. So, yeah. Uh, Laura, do you have any other picks you want to talk about this week? Sure. Um, I'm not sure that I actually really liked this issue but I, I always have a soft spot for things that spin off of Alice in Wonderland and this issue is called Alice Ever After number one and it seemed like it was a a retelling of why you might think Alice went to Wonderland this girl is kind of uh, a drug addict a another drug theme book was what I noticed in my my picks today that was one, <laughs> yeah, that was one thing you noticed you kind of this morning like man it's a drug filled week based on comic mm -hmm. books yeah, and basically, like, she calls Wonderland when she takes her pills and kind of passes out and has her, her fever dreams and all that. But it, I think that there's more to it. Like, there's a little bit of a murder mystery, kind of. I guess not really a mystery, but, like, there's more going on, and, like, her sisters are kind of out to get her, and I'm, I feel like there are some layers going on here. And one thing I thought was really cool, I enjoy, like, little Easter eggs in books, and in the margins of the pages, there are little pictures of cats playing with things. And, like, 
I think there were some geese and stuff. Like there were just there was stuff going on outside the story, and I always like books that have those little details to them. So, so I would recommend Alice Ever After just to to pick it up and flip through it at least to see it's the, a the art. Weird modern-ish retelling of Alice in Wonderland with uh, using drugs instead of just instead of magic. I don't know. I didn't get very very modern. I still thought it was okay. like. I felt like Sherlock Holmesy European time okay. to me, but like an industrial time. Sounds, yeah, sounds better than the Alice in Sunderland one I did a couple of weeks ago. Or <laughs> yeah, I, or whatever. I that saw that. And I remembered. Good. I I wanted to read that, even though you didn't recommend it, because like I said, Alice in Wonderland just I don't know. I I don't know why I've got a soft spot for trying to figure out what is going on with this girl. It's because <laughs> it's we're always, all. It's because we're all mad here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that. Yeah. And it's all, it's tea time. Yep, it's always tea time. So moving on from that, we'll go to the book club book of the week for the podcast. And that is Seven Secrets, Volume 1, written by our favorite. Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor. Or I should say one of our favorites, Tom Taylor. One of our favorites. He's yeah. up there right now. He's his, up there just by pure volume that he is producing. <laughs> that like, and his quality right now is the best out there. Yeah, I mean, right now. Well, just, I'm not saying historically. How many projects are you know. working on? Like, it's just, right. it's, it's nuts. I mean, yeah. I, well, let's see. There's Tom Taylor, Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Chip Zdarsky. He's definitely yeah, Zdarsky is good. Tinian. I always, yep. Tinian. I always like uh, Jeff Johns. Uh, Scotty Young has yeah. been doing um, some good stuff too. Scott Snyder does a lot of good work. I think he's doing Noctera. Yeah. So that's been good. Um, I can't remember who did Eve. Uh, I think that was someone new that we're not. Is this someone with. new? Yeah. Because I liked that uh, storytelling also. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Seven Secrets by Tom Taylor. It's still ongoing. Uh, we have at least issues twelve out. I think we might be up to issue fourteen now. Uh, Laura and I were talking about before, like, oh, where are we at? And Jared mentioned that it was nice. It was better to read it in a chunk now, all at once. It was. It was better than this uh, second time around. Uh, Laura picked up the... Oh, uh, Victor Laval? I guess Laval? I could have just said it, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Vic Victor Laval? Is who wrote Eve. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a name I might want to check out in the future, yeah. you know, if I see his name pop up. As long as... For me, it's like if it says the writer of Eve. Okay, cool. Because I don't... Yeah. I'm terrible with names. Same here. So Unless tell me you, what you did. Right. Like the first time I read Deceased, I didn't remember Tom Taylor's name. It wasn't until the second, third, and fourth book I read of right. him that were like, oh, crap. He is phenomenal. And that's how I was with Injustice. God's yeah. Among Us. It's like, I was like, ah, this is weird. The story is so good. Why is it not good anymore? Then Josh pointed out, oh, hey, it's because he left. Like, oh, yep. that would explain it. Yep. Big time explained so. it. But anyway... <laughs> Back to Tom Taylor in this instance with Seven Secrets, uh, issues one through six. Um, and Jared, you have read this before, right? Because you are yes, I read reading. it in single issues, and I actually have the single issues, and that's how I read it again. So I just read all six back to back, and you know, in trade format. And if you hear crinkling, it's because I'm pulling the uh, uh, comic right out of the bag real quick. There you go. I'm going to so. do it at the same time. There you go. And Laura, had you read these as I, they were coming out? I started to. I. Like you were saying earlier, there's some mystery and like espionage kind of stuff going on in this. So I got a little confused and paused and ran out of time. Like I just, I wish there was more time. Yeah. When you fall behind, (laughs) it's hard to keep up on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I actually think I may have only gotten to like the third or fourth one. Okay. Uh, But yeah, so 
the but, premise of this story is there are seven secrets in briefcases that will change the world. Yeah, for better or worse. From it, my understanding, and a lot of times it could be for worse because they talk about, oh, remember what happened to Atlantis by opening this briefcase. Right. You know. And so it starts out with also this there are two secret societies. That one that is holding the secrets, the keepers, I believe is what they're called. Yes. And then there are people that are trying to unearth it to figure out what they are called called the Seekers. Seekers, yep. Which I don't get why the Seekers are a secret society then. They should just say, hey, there are people that are against this. Like, you'd think you'd want to try to turn the public against them and whole, as a whole, but whatever. I mean, other than try to keep power to yourself. Yeah. Um, there's Seekers and... There are um, Keepers and Holders. Keepers that, and Holders, thank you. Uh, keepers holders and Holders are the ones that hold the briefcase. Keepers are the ones that know what the secrets are and that are keeping the holder safe. Yes. Is what it seems like. Yep. Um, starts off with a giant bloodbath, uh, dead bodies everywhere from a narration of someone we don't see until later on. Like, oh, this is Caspar that is – it's a story about his – originally about his parents – and his dad dying, like, oh, wait, before I get ahead of myself, let's go back into my origin of how they, you know, met up and got together and how did I get here and all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Not too explicit, though. Right, yeah. How his parents were, his mom was the holder. She was, yep, she was the holder. And her and his dad was the keeper. And they're on a mission where he had... The dad had to stay behind to sacrifice himself. Yeah, to get to let her escape, and then it goes back to Casper's origin of like, okay, him getting trained, and how the parents had to give him up as a kid because they're part of the secret society. They're they broke their oath sort of by hooking up, yeah, and having a kid. Yep, and how how Casper was trained from a baby to pretty become, much yeah become a the best agent or keeper or holder or whoever of the whole society. Um, and one thing I, going to the end of the book, I like how it ends with, oh, he doesn't remember. What do Which you mean he doesn't remember? So that means next volume, we'll see what does he not remember and yeah. why. There is a specific line in this too that I don't know if you caught. I did. That was in the beginning that he taught when Casper was talking to his dad, right? That line. I no, it's a monologue, one of the monologue pieces. It's like uh, it's funny. I'm telling the story because I'm not in the, at the end. Right? Yeah. Because mm. so eventually he's gonna die. Yeah. So I didn't catch that Spoilers. the first time reading. It's like whoa, that's you know. Well, uh, going back to Saga, it reminds me of when yeah. uh, at the beginning she's like, oh, not everyone gets to grow old and die. Yeah. Like hinting towards her parents. Yeah. Uh, but what I liked was at the beginning. Um, when Casper is talking to his dad, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I, I like birds. And it's always so cute when they're hopping around. It's like they almost forget that they didn't know how to fly. Then they fly away. The end, is, the end of this volume ends with, look at him bouncing along those little legs. He's forgotten he can fly. Yep. Like, what do you mean he can fly? Yeah. What, what is, where is that going to then? Yeah, that's something I remember from the first few issues too. Like that the, the little bird ducky thing was important. Yeah. And- and well, didn't um, uh, what's Caspar's dad's name again? I, so I guess I should say Sigurd. 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 S i g u r d. I go Sigurd then. Yeah. I feel like wasn't he like clasping that little duck when he died? Yeah. And the first issue, we're like, that's weird. That. And then the next issue, you find out, oh, it's like it's important to him. him. Yeah. 
one of my favorite things is um, some of the nuances and the side characters. Um, there's this bigger guy. I can't remember his name. The bully. The, he's a bully, and he beat up uh, Casper. Or is picking on him. Yeah, he didn't really beat him a up a little bit. Yeah, he put him. He put him in the infirmary. Well, yeah. But uh, his mom came in, and he's like, "Are you okay?" and stuff like this, and goes to the uh, bully who, because the the two of them were in training, comes in and just kicks him right between the legs, and basically says, "If you ever touch my son again, or touch him again, and he, if he's bullied again, uh, he will. She will remove anyone from that class." <laughs> and later on. Um, the head lady comes in and pulls, says, Casper, you got to come with me. And another uh, classmate's like, oh, you're in trouble. And he's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he becomes the little yeah. the guardian. Yep. Because, yeah, the mom. She the, set the bully straight pretty quickly. Uh, you think you, you'll you be chosen uh, to be a holder to, because you beat up people smaller than you? And then he's like, uh, like fortunately, I'm bigger than – or fortunately, you're a lot bigger than I am. Then he, she kicks him square in the testicles. Yep. And oh, your testicles will heal. But if Caspar is bullied again, and I mean by anyone in your class, I will remove them. Yeah. Like, and, and she's, he, you don't want to mess with that. No, and he yeah. takes her seriously on that later on. It, yeah, because yeah, I feel like don't they become kind of friends after yeah. that too? Yep. Which they kind of and lean becoming, towards. Um, I don't know if they're friends, like rivalries, but they're still professional about it too. Yes. Yeah. They, they team up later on. Yeah. That's why I should say partners. Because, yeah. So when the, his when Casper's dad dies, they need to find a new keeper to replace him. And it was between Casper and three other students, one being the bully. Mm-hmm. And each one, of course, fails along the way. And at the end, the bully is like, uh, you know, I'm okay with losing to you. I was like, but because my turn will come up later. Like yeah. someone else will yeah. eventually, someone will die or leave. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh, the things to look forward Someone to. will die and I'll take you over there. spot. like, I just, I'll get the job. I just don't necessarily need this job right now. Right. And it almost seemed like they were putting them as holder and keeper together. Right. It was the unofficial holder yeah. and keeper. Because there's, there's basically being attacked. Yeah. And just the, yeah, the whole. Yeah, it was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, and just the whole training montage of how they trained together, too, to figure out who the new Keepers was going to be and everything was just really cool. Um, so, yeah, it just – I like that. And then the big bad um, shows up, and they start attacking not just this one base, all the, the Keepers. All the, se- all the, the secret. seven secret. Yeah. Yeah. All their bases all at once. There's a synchronized attack, like, oh, crap, there's – there's not like, oh, we'll just go everybody. to this place instead. Well, everybody's going to attack at the same time. But, of course, the secret guy's like, Yeah, so we knew you were coming. We're, we have this we plan. We saw this. We wanted you to come in, think you're confident, so we can just trap you and yeah. wipe you out. And Set that. a trap and just just annihilated them. But during well, that annihilation, we find out that the leader of the bad guy is- Was the, planning for that. Well, not only that, but he's the son of the leader of the secret people, yep. too. Okay. The leader. That's what I was yep. just going to ask. I thought I remembered that. Yeah. The leader of the bad is the son of the leader of the good. And like that is that was that news was a to, big surprise because no one knew that. And Well, and the Casper's mom had a chance to kill him. Like She was going to shoot him square in the forehead with a crossbow bolt, but then- she, she, she blocked it. With she her blocked hand. it with her hand, and so the bolt was through her hand. Like that would be unpleasant. Yep. Mm. Oh, was it the mom which she blocked the bolt? The mom. Okay. The, okay. the mom of the, the bad guy's mom. Yes, the bad guy's mom okay. saved him. Yeah, I, that makes sense now. 
I think that was around the time I stopped reading because I was like, what's going on? And then they did that big reveal and I was like, I need to read this more carefully. Like, it's going to get complicated. Yeah. Uh, and just, I mean, that, that's the big plots of this. Uh, and then they run away and blah, blah, yeah. blah. The, I definitely agree, though. It it reads a lot better binging together yes. because the mystery of who's doing what, what's going on, where does this tie into that? Um and yeah, it's hard to stay with. I mean, they're good by themselves, but I definitely lose some of the nuances within it. Yes. Specifically, I mean, the final line of the, this volume of like, oh, the bird line. Like, I yeah, would right. not have. I know I didn't catch it the first time I read it. Right. It was, same here. Because that was six months ago at that yeah. point. I don't know what happened. And then, or I said, I don't remember that specific line. But now reading this, like, oh, that feels so much cooler now. Because right. I know what exactly why that's there. Right. And I didn't remember, like, at the beginning. Very first couple pages of the volume, it was what happens at the end of this volume. So right. it's like, mm. hey, here's what's happening. Okay, here's how we get there. Now we're here. Right. It, yeah, mm. it does the tease, to get, the hook to get you yeah. sucked in. And then, okay, how are we, we're building that up then. Yep. Which I hate in movies, but sometimes books can do it better. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, too, that this works differently because it was one volume. It's not like... In a movie, you have to wait roughly an hour for it to happen. This, oh, it's just in the same reading, done. It, yep. just, it feels a lot faster to yeah. get to that point. Uh, to myself, at least that's how it feels to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, it is. I really enjoy it. I want to go back and reread all of them again. Uh, who knows? Again, maybe we're not, maybe we're not, we're on, when we are on vacation, I might do that. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's a series that's still going on. And I'm looking forward to reading it more and then new again <laughs> however that works out uh so one to five rating one being awful five being great uh laura how would you rate it yeah even though i didn't finish it sorry everybody um since i do remember so much of it and i i would read it too so i'll, I'll go four just because i i'm not super fresh with it and i i hate to give fives to anything unless it has spider-man in it you know but That's, i'll go four i understand that uh, Jared, what would you give it? I'd also give it a four, I think. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the art style, but it works for this story. Um, it's not a bad art style by any means. It's it's clean, and it's it's more of... I'm not sure what kind of style I would call it. It's like not quite anime style. Right. But not, not that. Yeah. It's cartoony, but not full-on yeah. cartoon. Yeah, it works for the yeah. story. Um I like it, but it is a little dark here. Yeah. Um, like, sometimes it's hard to see what's going on, but you figure it out. Yeah, I'd give it a solid four. I, I think that's a good rating for it. Um, not perfect, but it's what is? close. Yeah, it's very good. I'm going to give it a five. I really <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it, it. Like I said, it makes me want to read the rest going forward. It has Same a great, great cliffhanger ending of like, oh, what do you mean you can fly? And also... <clears throat> this is roughly one seventh of the way through of the series. Like this is one of the seven secrets. One of the other oh. six. And we only see part of the one like, Oh, it ends with, you remember what happened to Atlantis? Like, and like, Oh, probably not good. There's a big mm -hmm. white flash. So yep. probably bad. And so we know that's kind of, we have an idea what that is, but not exactly, but it does have the reveal of the other secret where it's a teleporter to some weird dimension. Yeah. So, I guess we get we one and a half of the secrets revealed to us of what they yeah. are. So, but yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I love the variant covers on the trade. It has all the different variant covers that are available too. 
or that were in there and they're just pretty looking um yeah and it's cool to see the different there who i want to see who the betrayer is who's the secret agent that's in the who's the mole that's in the group like oh the the seekers have a bad guy in there who is it and i think i'm i'm pretty sure i remember who it is and it's <laughs> a holy crap so yeah I, I give it a five five out of five so that is our book club book of seven secrets volume one and if you want to read volume two while we're on break you can do that uh in the meantime in two weeks on our next episode of the podcast we're going to talk about fight girls volume one i need to tell adrian mm. that because he isn't here right now so he should know he should be listening to the podcast uh, he should he should but who knows if he does he doesn't listen if he's not on it that's typically how it works mm. either way it is what it is so uh, Again, Fight Girls, number one, volume one, I should say, is next week. It's a one and done volume, too. You don't have to worry about a whole lot. Two it's weeks. just It's just one thing. In two weeks, yes. Next next podcast episode. Thank and you. And it was a cheaper trade. It, it was only 10, ten bucks. Well, okay. I don't sure if it was I 10 think it was 15. 10 So there you go. It's an easy thing to get, and you guys have two weeks to buy it and read it before the next episode of the podcast. And there was yeah. like three or four copies left at the comic book shop. Yeah. So Altrigo. it should be good. Uh Moving forward to the theme of the night, then, is Morbius, the movie that just came out last week, April 1st, sort of, technically, even though it came out Thursday night, but when its official release is that Friday, I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever, it is what it is. Uh, overall thoughts? Laura? I I was torn, because like it, I wasn't sure what to expect completely. Because there's so much, wow, to me, like, lacking in Morbius. Like, he was such a, like, C-list character to me in in Spider-Man. So I was really surprised they gave him his own movie right away. Like, boom. I think it's because he's a vampire. I think that they show vampire favoritism in Hollywood. But vampires suck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little surprised they didn't try to make it more scary and be like a Halloween movie, but I think, didn't they do the same thing with Venom? They didn't release him around Halloween either, did they? I, but I don't think so. I don't, think I don't so. remember. Yeah. I, um, I would say Venom was more of a horror film than this was, though. Yeah, yes. same here. But it this sh- probably should have been more of a horror film. Like, they, they did try a little bit here and there, like, although, like, they tried too hard. Like, uh, sorry to get specific... That one scene where like the lights were turning off, like to like I assume oh, conserve yeah. electricity. The, so as yeah. this lady was walking, the lights above her were on, and the, all the ones around her shut off to kind of conceal that she was being stalked. And like it was show that she's walking through because it's only on her that it's lit up, but also like it lights and, up like, in the background. Some right, and then, oh yeah, I forgot about the flickers because he was so yeah. fast that it wasn't really registering. But, uh, but if the flick on, flicker on, like, yeah. And then she started freaking out. So she started running. So then the light flicker flick faster, 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 yeah. faster. And then. Yeah, that was a good horror feel for that. But it also didn't make much sense. Because it's like, what what is wrong with this facility that they set it up this way? Like, don't do that. Well, and there's also. <laughs> there's just a lot of, why would you do. Who who in science does this? This is not science. Well, and going with the horror feel that too, is when he turned into the vampire the first time, like, when the mercenaries were trying to figure out what's going on like you see dashes back and forth like all right here's uh cutting the one person dude's throat while disappearing real quick and like oh it definitely felt like a horror like he's slaughtering them but it wasn't scary though like 
Yeah. I, I don't know if it's supposed I think it was supposed to be scary-ish. I don't know. Maybe we aren't supposed to be scared of Morbius because he's supposed to be the the main character that you like-ish. I don't know. Right, but I mean... It's I didn't to... know how they wanted me to feel. I think you're not supposed to be scared of Michael Morbius, but be scared of the monster Morbius. It's like the, mm. the, the werewolf that like, oh, the person is fine, but when they turn, when they transform, that's what you should be scared of. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. He's out of control. Um but even then, that didn't last very long. Not really. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel yeah. about his origin of turning into the living vampire? I, and that's for either of you. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's science light. Yeah. I thought they didn't elaborate enough. Like, they just kind of threw all the pieces out there together, mm. and they didn't really say, they didn't emphasize enough why he was really... Searching a cure, what was really wrong with him? Like when they just immediately started with him catching all those vampire bats, he didn't really know why well, he was they, there. They like, jump back to him growing up as a kid, where he had this weird blood disease. He, yeah. he, needed, con- he needed three transfusions a day or cleanings of blood a day to be able to survive. So I even get that's why that's the why was like, oh, he's trying yeah. to research a cure for this disease. Yeah, and he accidentally I, makes a fake blood. Yeah, that, that is like, oh well, I failed. I don't. It's not what I wanted. Like, yeah. yeah, it's great for y'all, but I need it to save my life. And right, and he starts testing on vampire bats and their glands and whatever, and mixes their DNA with his. Right. Yeah. I I just I, I have an overall problem with the oh before we test on humans, let's test on mice. I get there are some similarities between mice and humans, yeah, but not a whole lot either. There are right. some closer mm. gaps that you can go to before you just jump from mouse to human. Like, right? Okay, yeah. maybe we test on a monkey or something like that has, you know, similar DNA structure to us more so because there's a lot of difference between a human and a mouse. Yeah, like just because yeah. it worked on the mouse doesn't mean it'll stay work. Like you're skipping a lot of steps here, guys. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I actually went back while well, I was not reading Book Club, which I was supposed to read. I did find the original comic of Amazing Spider-Man uh, 101 where Morbius first appears. And that made me feel a little better about the movie because it does follow that origin story a little better with the cargo ship and all that. And it also, because it put me back in a different time, it was a different time then. Like the story, I feel better about the horrible gaps in science in the 70s compared to like in no. 2020 Which like you... nowadays i'm like michael i don't i don't think he'd be stupid enough to do this even if he was dying so fast like i think he'd still take some more precautions well and obviously he wasn't dying so fast because he's a full-grown adult like yes it's an yeah. inconvenient thing that that sucks but he's not actively dying it's yeah. like they're like, oh, the machine that does the blood transfusion, all of a sudden it doesn't work and we don't have to fix it anymore. It's not, that wasn't the case. There was no true immediate rush that felt very forced. Yeah, I felt that about his his friend, um, was it Milo? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Milo. Okay, yeah. And Milo was like his, his fake like nickname, right? Yeah. yeah. He named everyone Yeah, Milo. he named everyone that was in that bed Milo. Because okay. like, oh, it doesn't matter who you are because you'll die and disappear and we'll just replace you with someone else. Okay, yeah. When when Milo was upset because they have a similar disease and he's like, oh, you need to give it to me now. It's like, you just saw what happened to him. You're not dying today. You know that you can take this serum that transformed Morbius at any point. Just keep it in your pocket and wait. 
until they make something better tomorrow. At <laughs> least I get Milo doing it because he's like, I see the power that you have. I don't care that, oh, oh no, you have to drink human blood. I can get over that pretty fast for look at how much power you have. I, I understand that part at least. Yeah. Hmm. What I don't understand is who injected him in it with it? Because Morbius needed the other doctor to actually do it for him. Like, all right, lay down and hit this right, this specific vertebrae. This is where you injected at. Then he finds some random schmo like, hey, you, uh, put this somewhere in my back. I don't know where. Like, that was my biggest thing. Like, who did he get to do that? Because if his top doctors were Morbius and his girlfriend, then who did he get? Like, they don't. Hobo off the street. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> at least with uh, Carnage and Venom 2, like, oh, it's just the symbiote just does it on its own. I yeah. get that. The transferred it mm-hmm. is what it is. This, no, it didn't. It just yep. appears. Right. That was a plot hole I missed now that you mention it. Yeah. Like, oh, no, yeah, I'm good. And also, uh, all of the vampires looked like z- the zombies from the Thriller music video. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's, not a, that's not a vampire. That's a zombie. Yep. Like, the entire time I was like, what? Why? Why? Yeah, especially the way they left their mouths, like, hanging open. Like, I don't usually see vampires with their mouths agape. And how, like gaunt their faces it looked like they were yeah. like oh you're rotting you're starving your cheekbones yep. you can see all your cheekbones because of that and i don't I, know i think some of that was the actors themselves are pretty thin guys anyway so it's I hard kind to, of hard to beef them up but i don't know like <laughs> yeah i it looked like they were straight of the thriller music video or the walking dead i, I thought so too and especially with the no nose part like oh is that just part rotted off and that's why you're just a zombie it is yep. what it is but and whenever they would fly quote like they'd have these weird symbiote like tentacle illusions that were behind them because they're moving so fast it's like a mist type thing right yeah. but like it, it, it was it's weird. not yeah it was just like, like i didn't know if it was like were they i thought i was uh, trying to blur them yeah i thought ish, that but it wasn't but, like a true blur it was like tentacle blurs right. of yeah. stuff that wasn't tentacally <laughs> Like, yeah, if you have tasses on, sure. I mean, there's blurry, one but they don't have spot, tasses on. Yeah, I, there's one spot I thought he was using like echolocation and sound waves and using the sound waves to fly. It, it, it just made no sense to me, which I don't think that's obviously not the case. But when I was first, the first time he flew, I'm like, what is he doing? Because mm-hmm. he was listening for a little bit and then it's like, oh, he's flying now. Right. What? <laughs> yeah. And the whole echolocation too was weird. Yeah. Like, he was like, emitting a pulse but that's not really he didn't explain other than he just closed his eyes and just focus and then like a pulse would pulse out no no you need something to make said pulse sound right and how he could have super hearing of uh specifics specifics like yeah of his girlfriend getting murdered across the city in new york i don't think that's how that would work work like no. yes you can everything everything's amplified not just whatever you want to hear it, right like, yeah. everything so you would still have a certain i don't know it, yeah it, it just it seems eh. yeah forced i, I saw very be, much i saw better echolocation in the ben affleck daredevil movie than this like yeah and that was what 2003 four something like that Ish, yeah. yeah so like that that was better than that and that's I, pretty sad. I, I guess that's a lot of thing with this movie for me was I've seen it better so many other places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was this movie trying to be? Like, was, yeah. it, was it a mm-hmm. horror? Was it an action flick? Was it a comedy? Yeah. I was, didn't really laugh at anything. Not really. They like ground too many things together and didn't really 
explain it. Like, no. they needed to mix a little more. They just took all their ingredients and kind of put them in, and they didn't remember to stir the batter. Right. Yeah. It was very chunky. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It, it was chunky. Uh, Jared, what'd you think of the soundtrack? Oh, geez. That was a complete ripoff of The Dark Knight. I actually checked to see if it was the same. Uh, Composers, Be- yeah, composers, and no, it's not. Hans Zimmer did Dark Knight, which I thought he did, and this other guy obviously just ripped him off. Yeah, I mean, it was very, very blatant. I thought there's one but- scene in particular where Morbius is standing in front of a bunch of bats that are in this like this weird wind tube that's vertical. Yeah, just they're twirling around. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, like, oh, like crap, the Dark Knight it's, music. It is the exact like exact same thing. Yeah, it sounded a heck of a lot like it. Yeah, but it got you ready for Batman to show up. Yeah, and that's what that's what Morbius was was he was the Batman man bat vampire thing. It, it was now, and that being said, the music uh, was good. The movie the music was good. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was just like I was like distracting mm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely distracting for me. At least like wait a and minute. And we wanted what? Thriller to play when uh, the doctor, the other doctor, was yeah. dancing. Well, <laughs> the Doctor Who. And that's why apparently Marvel has, I'm going to use Marvel loosely because of this wasn't Marvel's fault, but in general, Marvel movies have a thing against Doctor Who because uh, who was the 10th? Was that? David Tennant? David Tennant yeah. was Purple yeah. Man and this is Matt Smith, which was another evil vampire. Like, yeah. All right. So we're going to get Capaldi in as yes. someone evil. Yep. And then Whitaker. And Whitaker and... Uh, all the other doctors that are still alive as different things. That, that would be fun. That uh, would be a fun theme. If that's going to be a running gag, like, hey, Marvel in general does not like Doctor Who. Or at least they think they're all villains. I, I don't know. By the way, I felt much less bad. I, I rewatched the trailer and I realized Matt Smith was only in it for like five seconds. So that's why when I went to the theater, I was like, oh, I had no idea this guy was even in here. Like, I probably blinked in the trailer and missed him. Yeah, I don't so. remember him being in the trailer, yeah. but I remember hearing about He's like about walking it. down a street. Yeah, I remember him hearing about him being in it, but I don't... Yeah. And let alone be the main villain-ish. Ish. Yeah, like and, an, an, not even an anti-hero. An, antagonist. No. Oh, he was yeah, the antagonist. antagonist. Yeah, antagonist. Yeah, that's the word. He's not a villain, just the antagonist. Yeah, I mean, he, although he, he did he a lot of bad villain. things. He killed a bunch of people just for the sake of killing yeah. people. Now, I do think Jared Leto and Matt Smith did a good job in the role as actors. Yeah. The story, dialogue, everything written for them wasn't good. I, yeah. Yeah, because like when Jared Leto was Joker, people were like, oh, he's a terrible Joker. And I would agree. Yeah, he was not a good Joker. That was, on, that that was, was on him. That Joker, Him being bad Joker, yes. that was on him. Yeah. Uh, the him being bad as Mor- Michael Morbius, no, I don't have a problem with other than uh, it just – he seems very blah. And yes. Like, eh, like he was there. I yeah. feel like almost anyone could have done just as well. I agree. There yeah. was nothing spectacular. Like, oh, he really got into yeah. whatever. Yep. If they weren't moving stuff to Disney Plus and stuff, I think Morbius, just seeing that could have been a good Netflix show. Maybe. I don't know. To me, yeah, I don't. It reminds me a lot of the New Mutants movie that came out in 2020. Oh, yeah. That I one didn't... was pretty blah, too. It was kind of blah, but also I was I like, okay. Seen it. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's actually pretty decent if you go into the fact, like, knowing that most Yeah, I'll X-Men go in no expectations. Yeah, there's nothing coming out of it. It's fine. Um, and that's what this feels like. Oh, did it, Sony is grasping at straws. Like, all right, we just need to make a quick buck before we lose the license. Yeah. And there's no proof of them losing the Spider-Man license. However, based off of this, like it would not surprise me if they're like, oh, maybe we should 
if not sell Spider-Man completely to Disney back, we should have exclusive like, all right, you guys just make all the stuff. We'll take our share. We'll be, we'll call it a day because it was, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. Right. Yeah, this I, isn't the worst movie I've seen. This is definitely better than the 2015 Fantastic Four. I would agree with that. Uh, Considering was, I didn't even finish that one. It was better <laughs> than the Age of Apocalypse X-Men movie and better than the Dark Phoenix X-Men movie. I'd have to agree. Um, but it's not good. No, not by the standards that are being set right now. Right. You if, know. if this would have come out early 2000s, it would have been fine. It would have been like, oh, cool, it, it, that's better than what... Sure, yay, let's go with it. But because we've seen it done better, that's where the problem comes in, I yep. think. Um, it, it, I don't know. I also equate it very similar to the Venom series, one and two, where people are like, oh, I love it, or oh, I hate it. However you feel about those is probably how you're feeling about this, is the way I see it. Yeah, especially when Morbius straight up said, I'm Venom. Yeah, and that, that upset me in the movie, like how in the trailer he goes, "Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not going to make Morbius." Like, okay, that that makes more sense in the trailer than what it was in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. although the movie made more sense for the scene because wasn't he breaking the guy's hand when he said it to him? He's yeah. like, "I'm your friendly Michael Morbius doctor. How can I help you?" He said in the trailer. Right. Yeah. And it's like you can stop breaking his hand in the trailer. Well, well the trailer, <laughs> you saw that. I think he was like picking someone up. Like, I don't. You, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't well, see the you couldn't see the full break, but in the movie, yes, it was breaking. But I don't think you could actually oh. see him. Like you saw the one guy leaning down. Who are you? You can. I don't think you saw him like destroy him. Yeah, but still, like he was in the process of doing something yeah. terrible, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm a nice guy. I'm a doctor." No, yeah, apparently that, you're not. That's just editing stuff. <laughs> yeah, that I was, mean, poor editing. There was lots of things that was, that was not in the tra- that was in the trailers and not in the movie. Like the Spider-Man along the wall where it has killer spray painted on it, not in the movie at all. Like. I was like, oh, well, okay, so which universe is this now? I feel like that's them backpedaling again. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we don't know which one it is in exactly, other than it's its own. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Verse. So, right, it's in whatever universe it's in, it's the same one with the Venom. That's all we know. And then the end of the, end of the movie where it had Vulture appear in that universe. Okay, so Vulture's in that universe now from the MCU Sony one is now in that universe. And he acknowledges, this isn't my world, which makes me still question what happened with No Way Home, like how that spell worked. But either way, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's messy. Yeah, very. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping, again, I'm hoping that this does bad enough <laughs> that Disney can somehow get the rights to the Spider-Man back instead and keep the ship going in a good direction. Yeah. Uh, so, a one to five rating, one being awful, five being great. Jared, what would you rate it as? Two. Laura? Yeah, I was leaning towards two as well, because I feel like three would be average, and it's a yeah. little less than average. But it's not the chunky. worst. Chunky. I, I like our idea that it's chunky. Yeah, I, I give it I give it a two as well. Not the worst thing I've seen. Not... Not good. It, if someone would come to the shop and say, hey, should I see this? Nah. No. You're good. You don't need to see it. Like, yeah. it, I'm not actually telling you not to see it. Right. But I don't see any reason to see it. The better way to do it, I think, they did it better in the comics, obviously. So go back and get Amazing Spider-Man 101 and 102. That's essentially what you need to know from the Morbius movie. There you go. So, yeah, that is our take on uh, the Morbius movies. Uh, Let us know what you think of it. Um, 
it is what it is. I mean, it, it's a film. It's a <laughs> film that I have real limited on, and I didn't cost me anything extra. Uh, sorry, Laura, that you paid for your ticket. Eh, I pay for lots of things. But we're going to see uh, Sonic 2 this weekend, and that'll make more worthwhile for uh, my Regal Unlimited. And I'm I, honestly, I'm excited to see that one. I, I love the first fun. one. I love the first one. It was fun. We're going to watch the first one again tomorrow night because Laura hasn't seen it yet. And then I'll, then Jared, you and I may go see it Friday just because yep. we, have, we both have Unlimited and we have time. Yep. So There was finally time. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, if you want us to talk about uh, Sonic next week, we will, but we won't be on the podcast because we're not doing the podcast next week. I remember that time. Discord. <laughs> yeah, maybe on the Discord. Uh, so, with that, we move to the final section of the podcast every week, which is the part that Jared always forgets about, and that is Heroes of the Week. Jared, you look confident. I, I am. Who is your Hero of the Week, comic book related or otherwise? I'm going to say my brother. He's done a lot to take care of our dog while I'm at work, and he's there during the day and everything, taking her on walks, taking her to the vet when she's needed to. So, I'm going to say my brother, Kevin. All right. Uh, I'll go next and say my Hero of the Week. Uh, this past weekend was WrestleMania. Um, I'm a wrestling fan, and the big it's the most spectacular WrestleMania ever, I believe, is the catch line. It was a two-night Saturday and Sunday. And I was, I'm going to do halvesies, one half and another half. One half being Cody Rhodes for coming back to WWE uh, from AEW, who's gone for six years and from WWE. He came back on Saturday night. And he had a one spectacular promo on Monday, beginning kicking off Raw. The other half is Stone Cold Steve Austin, first wrestling match in 19 years. And he looked good. Yeah. For, it was, for what it was, it was a good match. For being 50-something and retired because he's all kinds of broken up. Yep. Uh, it was fun. So, yeah. Uh, if I have to pick between the two, though, it probably going to be Cody Rhodes because his promo was just phenomenal. Yeah. So... Uh, and Laura, who is your Hero of the Week, comic book or otherwise? I think that I want to choose Kyle, who cooked us our burgers and made lunch for us on, or I guess dinner for us on Sunday before, during WrestleMania. Yeah, because so. yeah, I'm not confident in my grilling skills. You're not super confident in yours. Oh, I've, I think I've proved that I have no grilling skills. Uh, he's Kyle's a, got skills. He was, he was doing a grill <laughs> well and... Yeah, he, he, he troubleshot our new grill and discovered it was new, not our new old good. grill and decided, <laughs> yeah, no, stick with the other one that you have because that one actually works. This one doesn't. So we have a new scrap project for your dad. Yep, is the new old grill that we got. And once he does that, he can be my hero again. There you go. <laughs> uh, so with that, folks, again, we will not be here next week. It'll be two weeks. We'll be here uh, talking about uh, fight girls and who knows what else. There's a lot of time between now and then. What may happen? What, what may we want to talk about? But until then, we'll see you next time, and thanks for listening. I don't know what was bothering her earlier, but she was, like, staring up there, like, there is something going on.